On this episode, I get the pleasure to speak with Vic Anthony. You may not recognize the name, but I'm sure you have clicked on his ads. He has the ability to take a small marketing budget and compete against the biggest ad agencies out there. Listen close as we discuss the latest techniques in digital marketing, social media marketing, and how to find those million dollar deals. Welcome to the Million Dollar Mortgage Experience Podcast. Listen in as CEO John Maddox of Fund Loans reveals tips, secrets, and origination ideas to fill your pipeline with million dollar opportunities. Welcome to the Million Dollar Mortgage Experience Podcast. I'm John Maddox and welcome to the show, Vic. How you doing? I'm doing absolutely amazing. Awesome. So glad to have you on the show because I know what kind of marketing ninja you are, but our viewers don't, and so I'm glad to share them with you. Yeah. So um, we're lucky to have you as a part of Fund Loans and uh, as our marketing director. And um, but I wanted to ask you a couple questions. To uh, I think some some stuff that's really going to hit home with our with our viewers and our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, I've noticed that you know a lot of mortgage brokers are small shops. They're not like you know there's the guaranteed rates of the world and the uh, the big guys out there, right? Like really big mortgage companies like the cash calls and stuff like that. But you know, the average mortgage broker is going to be a small little group of, you know, guys and girls that are, you know, maybe five, maybe three, maybe four. And so, you know, they're not going to have the same kind of kind of market marketing budget as say like a guaranteed rate or like, it's kind of like the David and Goliath story, right? Like the, Definitely. the, yeah. the, uh, the, the mortgage brokers, the small, you know, group that is just trying to get the word out. Maybe they're doing mailers like the old days, or they're doing like, you know, they're buying click leads. You know, they're on like a lead site because a lot of like we did one podcast a while back where um, it was with Lead Point, and I went and I showed that you could cherry pick leads, and so they're spending like a few bucks or ten bucks on a lead or five bucks on a lead. But there's ways, and I know you know this because you've shown me, and we've done it here and tested it out. Uh, there are ways for someone. With with a small budget even to compete against these big monstrosities, right? Like, so tell us a little bit about that. Definitely, definitely. How do we do that? So, um, you got (laughs) $5,000? Of course, here you go. (laughs) All right, here we go. So, um, how how we maintain our efficiency against the big dogs in the house, so to speak, is is really consistency. Um, uh, you need to be data analytics prone, but to, to make it even more simpler is you need to know your audience. You need to have the, at least a degree of their data. So the audience being like who you're trying to market to and who's essentially your your borrower right correct okay. you got you just got to know what they're doing where they live um the more intricate you understand so like this, zip codes you want to know like can you drill down on like where they work or do you need to do that you can do that okay. you can do that like depending. i want to market all the boeing you know employees <laughs> or i want to market all the google employees or i want to mar- you can do that you can do that okay there are certain channels that allow you to do that um, can I market to only NFL players? You could market to only NFL players. Small Honestly, market. I wouldn't go after the NFL right. player. Right. I would go after the manager, right? right. Um, because right. the manager is the one that actually makes the decision for them. True. So I'd go after the people that represent these high-profile type of personalities and celebrities. Mm-hmm. And... Quite honestly, that's going to be their CPAs. That's going to be the likes of their lawyers. It's going to be, you know, who represents business them. managers, yeah. business managers, in other words. And, Absolutely. Um, if you can make business sense to them, then most likely they're going to pitch it to their client. And before you know it, you're on the hook. Uh, you threw out $5,000. I think most small mortgage companies budget might be somewhere between five and 20 grand for like a monthly marketing budget. Right. You know, and, and maybe it's on the lower end. Maybe it's five grand. So what would you think you could expect? Like how many leads, targeted leads could you get for say like a five grand test test run? That's a good question. Um, quite honestly, industry averages right now, you're you're talking about anywhere from 20 to $30 a pop on a lead, right? Right. Which actually, you know, it seems like could be kind of expensive, but if that lead is super targeted to who you're reaching and who you're trying to reach, that's actually a bargain because it takes less of those leads to get a deal then, right? That's correct, because now you're you're targeting correct. You're, you're going after what in marketing we call the right segment. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, um, 
if depending on what channel you're utilizing, such as I and I always will fall back on my my go to, which is Google Ads. Mm -hmm. If if I'm utilizing that channel effectively and I'm targeting right, and I'm in the right zip codes and I'm I'm utilizing the right type of personalities, then I know based off the intent, you know, with keywords that are coming into uh, to Google Ads, that. Uh, that twenty to thirty dollar lead is going to turn into you know no more than um, no more than five hundred dollars of of advertising spend, and it's going to get me somebody who's who's very well qualified. And nice. I mean, that's talk about business sense and return on ad spend. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. Well, dude, um, so you know what you're talking about. I know that you know what you're talking about. Tell us a little bit how you got your start, kind of what you know got you interested into marketing and why you made a name for yourself. I was in sixth grade. Uh, I just got done moving from San Diego up to... Uh, Wait, you were working in sixth grade? You got it. <laughs> um, under the table, it, it is what it is, but I was in sixth grade. I was mobile detailing cars. Um, I wanted to put some extra money on, on, on the table for my family. And um, my mom was recovering from, from her operation still. Wow. Um, she had an aneurysm. And uh, I wanted a faster way to generate more, more uh, car washes. So the first thing I learned was I better get really good at learning this thing um, called flyers creation. And mm -hmm. I started creating flyers. Wow. And I would incentivize any of the clients or you know, my neighbors say, if you have any friends or family who want to utilize me, then um, I'll give you a discount. And so that led to me understanding like, hey, incentives drive volume and volume, right. that volume is going to get me a little bit more money. And um, by the time I was in high school, I, I remember um, I had already I already paid off some of the, the debt my family incurred and wow. all just with car washes and then they, they created dreams too. Were you too. actually doing the washing or were you just marketing for someone like your brother or sister? I was, I was doing it both. I, I mean, a strong marketer knows his sales right, mm -hmm. or her sales and uh, I, I had to learn sales, um, client, clients, uh, you know, customer service mm -hmm. uh, and I had to learn how to pitch correctly and I, I had to learn how to deliver. So the client intimacy model was something I was literally around since a teenager, mm -hmm. since becoming a teenager and it made me excel and, and grow quite rapidly as, as, as someone who didn't know enough about business nor had the tools, but that's how I got into marketing. And that just led into like Marine Corps and helping them um, on the side of like doing my main occupation. I was building websites for them. And then that, that kind of led into, okay, you build websites, so you know how to do uh, regular marketing communication stuff. And that just kept on expanding. And as it increased, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm passionate about this. So yeah. I'm just going to go and see where this takes me. And that's cool. Uh, one day I, I literally told the universe, listen, you keep on bringing me to marketing and you keep on bringing me to advertising. So I'm going to accept it. I'm going to see where you take me. And then that led me to, uh, to a solid guy that you and I both know named Chris. Yep. Um, and Was that Pacific Sotheby's? Right, yeah. right. And so uh, that that led me there. And basically, that was my break. That's when I started understanding that I carry weight and I actually have a solid reputation when it comes to results. And mm -hmm. from from that point on forward, I, I understood my value. Tell us about how you increase the sales over there, like with, with the way you, with your strategies. So uh, the go-to field strategy for me is field marketing. And um, to make it really make it really simple is it's understanding that your sales professionals are only as good as the material that you provide them. So this would be the likes of uh, the flyers that you give them. This would be their, uh, their pitch decks. This would be any of the landing pages you could create for them. This could be um, any catalogs that you could give them, right? Because it makes them that much more confident, right? Right. So if you, if you have a sales team that's totally confident, they're going into a pitch and they're just like, look, this is a no-brainer. I have all the materials. I have everything that's given to me. Mm -hmm. Culture-wise, you're setting these guys up for success. And so right. when they go in and they're, they're ready to nab a listing or they're ready to talk about, hey, listen, we're going we're gonna to secure this loan. It's, it's a no-brainer for you. Mm -hmm. um, it makes the conversation that much more fluid. It makes it that much more dynamic. And plus, they look prepared. Mm -hmm. Because they're prepared, it, it betters the discourse of the communication effort. And it literally lands like hotcakes. Right. So, so did you good. learn how to find buyers? Is that kind of what your job was? You were 
or were you more with the materials and the global approach or like how is how like were you were you actually drilling down helping agents find buyers so i was doing both and um honestly uh i was working on um a separate project and i remember i hit i hit kind of like what they call the the secret sauce of facebook Mm -hmm, back mm -hmm. then um which was using the third party data providers uh so this would be axiom um epsilon um and those data providers would give me access to the likes of people who just got done borrowing Mm -hmm. um, for like a mortgage. They just got done taking out conventional or even a jumbo loan. Mm -hmm. Or they told me that they were actually shopping on Zillow or, or whatever they were doing behavior wise. I absolutely knew. And I knew how to integrate that and use that data for my advantage. And so the timing was there. Mm -hmm. um, But that timing was only there because I was more passionate about it to go find exactly what would make everything tick in the right direction. So you know about marketing. Let's talk about how much data is out there on us. Like, so like me or your average person, like how much data does this thing know about me? Like does, 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 does Apple or Google know like what my favorite places to eat are? Do like, like, do they, it's like, I'm thinking there's some crazy, like high amount of data points. There's probably like a list, right? John Maddox, here's your data points. What, what kind of data points are those? So absolutely correct. Um, so in a scary way, it, it could be utilized in a scary way, but there's so much data that like it um, knows my habits and knows how many times I probably eat a day. It knows how many times I check my Instagram. It knows like what, Tell us, tell us a little bit about it. So your devices know all your habits. They know your behavior. They they understand um, your schedule down to the T. And the reason why this is important to understand is because um, I wasn't necessarily going to follow marketing as like, a marketing director. I was going for like marketing data analytics. Mm. Um, and so when I was at Berkeley, right, the, the biggest thing was like, you could become a data science scientist. And then at the end of the day, you could, that's uh, a thing. Data scientist. Wow. Right. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a buzzword. And that's industries. what all these companies are going for. Data is what the, the, the new currency, right? right? And you mine it. And so in real time, if I understood, if I was Apple, if I was Google, if I was Facebook, if I was any app that you actually agreed to give some of your, <laughs> your private information to, mm-hmm. um, well, first of all, I'm going to understand exactly where you stop, what, what zip code you're in, what geo, uh, what geo things that you're doing around your area, um, what you're eating, why sh- and why is this data so important? Because all of a sudden I can start building profiles on you. Um, <laughs> and based off of those profiles, I So there's start- a profile. So like when we're talking about getting down to the exact borrower that we want to reach, they actually exist. And there's a profile on these people. There's a profile on so, that. So you know how to find these people, whether they're, you know, firemen that love, you know, football and this particular team and that they're this or, you know, you know, this, this is like, this is, you're laughing. Yeah, I'm, like, la- I'm laughing because <laughs> we just, we just got in, uh, two AEs and, um, y- y- I don't know if you could see him on camera, but John over here, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, we were doing a persona based exercise mm-hmm. and one of our AEs fits one of one of our personas down to a T, which is like he was out of the industry, decided to come back in uh-huh. and he was killing it. He realized that like all of a sudden I need to get back in because there's still money to be made. Mm-hmm. And long story short, like we have the AE that's now that that fits that that total profile. So I, I could laugh about this because um, we we build this out daily, right? This is yeah. this is an exercise that I'm known to do. There's, and there's no like there's no coincidence that you get a smart ad on your on your on your Instagram or on your phone or an email that says exactly what you've been looking for. It's almost <laughs> scary. You're like, oh, I didn't know I said that out loud. Did I say that out loud? Right, right. So that that is something. Thing that's actually out right now. So if we talk about the edge of Internet of Things, we're going to talk about voice search. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it might not seem as sexy as anything else that's probably out there, but uh, voice search is very important to understand because in the world of, of Internet of Things, you have items in your house right now. You have the Amazon Echo, you have, um, you have Google Home, you have all these 
you have all these devices that can record you. And at the same time, you're giving it data mm-hmm. based off of your voice. So it it's going to understand what you want. And then that's going to translate to whatever advertising channel that advertiser like me or a marketing person like me. So is you going. can tap into that stuff. Yeah, I can tap with into money. that stuff. With so money. if you put money behind what you're looking for, Google, Facebook, you name it, will will lead you to that. Correct. Okay. Correct. So now we can drill down on how that, how that, how you take that and you match it with mortgages. So like, how does that match with the lead? Talk to us about that. Oh, uh, so uh, it matches in a lot of ways. So in terms of creating profiles, what most people um, that are looking to to borrow or looking to, to get a mortgage, you just understand the customer journey, right? And mm-hmm. so... For, for me, it's always starting off understanding what their behavior is, what they're doing before they even decide to borrow. Like if someone's looking for, you know, they're looking at wedding things or they're looking at graduation or they're, you know, there's there's life events that people could be searching for. Correct. And that's a perfect time to, you know, to go after that particular person for a cash out refi. That's, that's, that you I couldn't agree with you more. Um, yeah. Facebook's actually known to do this like 100% better than the other channels because mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it has that data, but most importantly, it's not just driven off of intent. It's based off of like life stages and life cycles and what you're doing in those mm-hmm. life cycles. Um, but the, the challenge here right now is, you know, approximately a year and a half ago, Facebook said, oh, man, somebody somebody caught on. Right. Yeah. And and so they're on to us. They're on to us. <laughs> we, need, we need to cover our tracks. So FH, so the, you know, the Fair Housing Authority cracked down on them. Right. Okay. So this limits out the, you know, the newbie marketers from utilizing the platform and these guys are a dime a dozen if you ask me mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with them you got to start from sure. somewhere but they just don't understand the advanced the, the advanced, advanced features. features right okay um so the guys that are like vetted into facebook marketing and understand those life events these are the guys like myself that say hey listen we could still make a name for ourselves we're still here mm-hmm. and we can easily generate these leads and we can easily generate you know these people to go into our funnels and convert for our business. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's exciting because, you know, I I think about the David and Goliath thing and, you know, with just a little bit of money, you can put, talk to us about how to do like a Facebook ad. And I, and I know uh, for all our viewers and listeners, there's a whole video that you've created, right? Like that really goes into detail on, uh, I think we have two versions, but one of them goes into extreme detail on how you can learn this yourself. You go through, you don't hide any of the secrets, you share it all. Uh, So tell us a little bit about how that works and, and how that's important. Before I say that, yeah. I, I think I want the audience to like, share, and subscribe if, if <laughs> sure. they haven't yet. No, Please, yeah, don't forget to do that. It's important, right? Don't forget to do that. Um, That's so, another way we can find you and try and you can find us. Yeah, so, um, you know, the, the first thing here is that you know, when we talk about Facebook, uh, know that it's a social social channel and you're you're literally on somebody's passive time you're on the recreation time they don't really want to hear from your business believe it or not Mm -hmm. so you have to disrupt their time if you can't disrupt their time you have no business being on facebook whatsoever right and so the easiest way to disrupt their time and to actually catch them capture them with your unique selling prop or whatever you're pitching right is to make it look organic as hell and so what Mm -hmm. i go for is like placing some emojis make sure that you're you're not all just direct response you have some brand messaging in there um your your creative is only as good as the content you can produce so mm-hmm. if you have video utilize it um right. if you if you don't have video find some good images make them organic make them yeah, go take your own images if you have to but mm-hmm. uh, try to stay away from stock and and go out there and leverage the power of facebook it's going to help your business because at the end of the day um it's not just the ads, it's also a brand play. And a lot of a lot of marketers, right, that um, I would say are lazy marketers always depend depend on brand awareness and brand play left and right. I, sure. I think that's lazy. Yeah. Um, and I yeah, because it's easy to get, you know, someone to buy a pair of Nike shoes because they know the brand and, you know, you just put an ad out and their Nike could be any, you know, it could be any ad. And, and then, you're wasting ad spends. And this yeah. is why the big guys don't can't compete so so well when it comes to a nimble, fast, small unit, right? And right. Um, I kind of picked this up again in Marine Corps, but you know, small unit tactics make make the small unit actually 
beat the company, so to speak. Right, the David uh, and Goliath again. The David and Goliath again. So it's all about technique, right? right? So if you have the right tech, uh, tactic, if you have the right technique, and you go out there and you pivot correctly, you can beat these these big gigantic companies out there that are advertising all days of the week. Mm-hmm. And you could literally just say, "Hey, I want to advertise at this time." Because I know that this is the time based off of like Google Analytics, based off of my own data, I know that users are are on my website from 12 p.m. all the way to 3 p.m. And that's the only time I want to advertise because those are the best times for, for my business to be shown. And that's when I get the most awareness. That's when I get the most communication. That's mm-hmm. when things pick up. So yeah, it's kind of like if you wanted to market to a teacher, you wouldn't market to them from the hours of, say, 9 a.m. to 1130 or whatever, because that's when they're in their class. You'd market to them from their lunch break and then you'd market probably right after school's you got out. It. You know, like you got to put a little intelligence into this. Right. So common, common sense. Right. What is what is if you're your consumer, what are you doing? Right. That's the first thing you always want to ask. And again, it goes back to creating those persona based exercises, which is. Hey, what is my consumer doing at this time? Are they shopping at this time? Are they with their daughter at this time? Mm-hmm. You know, are they picking up their son at this time? Are they single? Are they going to a club? Are they trying to, you know, find, you know, their soulmate? Sure. You just you have to literally just put yourself into their into their shoes. And if you can't do that, I, I wouldn't try. I would even try to market. I would say, is there an easy way to do this? Because I think a lot of mortgage uh, loan officers are like, I'm just I want to go sell a loan. I don't want to go learn how to be a Facebook marketer. Is there a company are there companies out there that you can just hire to do this? And are there good ones and they're bad ones? Or so there's there's a lot of companies that can do this. Or would right? you hire just like a person? Like, would you, is there a better way to just like say, okay, I'm going to look for an intern or someone that just is a, you know, graduated from Berkeley, to, you know, head of marketing or, or uh, in the marketing department or whatever um, degree? Well, like, what, what would you say? <clears throat> first things first, um, my degree never got me as far as I thought my degree would get me. My my certs have got me as far as I would get me. And it's so the, just roll up your sleeves and get right, it done. Right. So this of, is the yeah. Google certs, right? So I you, first of all, if you're dealing with an agency or if you're dealing with an individual, make sure that they're they're certified partners of of Google. Um, number number two is if you're dealing with an individual, make sure they have the certs, right? So my certs is the likes of search search engine marketing cert, Google ecom cert. Google Analytics certifi- certified, right? Mm-hmm. I'm even being certified, and I do have a Facebook Blueprint certification. Nice. So I've I've run through these things because I knew that these are environments I'd be living in and working out of, mm-hmm. and I wanted to know them in and out better than the next guy. Right. And that's how I made a name for myself. But um, the easiest way to find these folks, uh, I'll make it even easier for you, is just contact us directly. We have marketing at funloans.com. Yeah, that's um, good. Yeah, right? You drop us a line and we'll I'll connect give you, them. And I'll connect you with the right people and those those people will actually help you generate your leads the right way. And so, again, um, you know, when you talk about how these companies or the individual that you're going to hire, one of the things I always say when you're going to vet them in is um, how, how do you perform as a marketer? Are you a key performance indicator metrics prone individual, which means... Wait, what, what, what language was that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So are you metrics prone? Yeah. Are you data prone? Um, if you're not data prone, are you relying on the old ways of marketing, which is let's just get as much traffic as we can into, into <laughs> our website. Right. And hopefully something happens. If you're data prone, it's a different approach, right? So when you vet in people that are data prone, what that means here is that um, they understand stats. They understand how much traffic is going to go into your website from that traffic, how much of it's going to convert. And from that conversion, how much that's going to turn into into bottom line sales. And if you could bring that model all together, then you have somebody that actually understands what's called the cost per acquisition customer model. Got it. And so without trying to get too scientific, sure, right? Yeah. You need somebody who understands the bottom line numbers and they're able to give that to the top to mm-hmm. to to you as 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 the owner, right? So what kind of mistakes are people making? 
in marketing these days? So I will be very clear on this. Um, number one mistake I always see in marketing when it comes to search ads is you have an advertiser or junior advertiser or marketing agency, and even some of the big guys do this, is they use your trademark name in their advertisements. They use your, your trademark um, specific name in a search query, and they, they steal your traffic on purpose. Um, without you knowing in some way, shape or form. And because of that, they, they still a lot of, you know, your businesses, um, your business's performance. So you could be losing out on a lot of business because these guys understand that these are quick wins and you don't have the lawyers and you don't have the team to go and back you how up. How would they court. do? So how would you, so the mistake would be you're putting out too much of your information or like what will we, will we so, so let's help say, me understand that. So. Let's say um, I'm, I'm going to use Vic and, Vic and Anthony Steakhouse, right? Okay. All right, so Vic and Anthony Steakhouse, great place. I love to eat there, but my name's Vic Anthony at the end of the day. When you go search Vic Anthony, the I steakhouse compete. comes up. The yeah. steakhouse comes You're up, You're competing right? with that. Yeah. I'm competing with them. Okay. So if, if their name's trademarked and I'm organically showcasing, but if I decided to place it, revenue on my name and mm-hmm. advertise myself they could come back at me and say hey our name's trademark you're in trouble got it and oh, i gotta see some sis all of a sudden yeah so i see a lot of businesses doing this and you come up with a name that's similar to something else like correct. so if united airlines united mortgage and or united like you know you might use american this or you know it's like very common some of the viewers on here i guarantee you are doing this and yeah. you know what i get it you're doing it but it's a quick win mm-hmm. deception is is only only as as good as as a time that you don't get caught right but right, eventually right, right. you can get caught everything's actually recorded mm-hmm. um, so you can always look back in an advertising window of any company and say especially now with, yeah. the, with the internet it's like yeah. it's, nothing goes away so that's number one number two is they're not targeting they're not they're not going sort after of shooting their... in the wind or throwing stuff against the wall and you know right leaving everything out there going after you know I'm not I'm not encouraging red line practices, but they're going after people that are nowhere near the home buying process. Right, right. Whatsoever. Right. Um, yeah. Maybe you could see that as a brand play, but at the end of the day, I don't think you want a 16 or 14 year old to, no, to go. They're not going to be buying a house. They're not going to be buying a house. You know, like one of those crazy YouTuber influencers that's making 10 grand a day. Yeah. Yeah. And I could put you in connection with them. There you go. Yeah. I mean, maybe we should advertise to them. (laughs) No one else is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's, that's the number two thing. And then perhaps the biggest thing is um, our organizations move way too fast for its own good. And uh, effective marketing was not planned. So um, you you really place the magnifying glass on on what's not looking good and and what hasn't been prepared correctly. So when these companies advertise and all of a sudden they're going into you know I'm a consumer I'm going into their websites. All of a sudden there's a widget that's not working. There's um, there's the lack of an image that should be you know fading mm-hmm. etc. It's not working. I mean the the whole the whole experience is just messed up in some way, shape, or form, and it just takes me away from it. Yeah, um, and that's that's a headache. And most business owners think that they have somebody that's like, okay, that's that's corrected, that's fixed, but they're not paying attention to that little element, and that's still a front-facing communication element. And that can be based from your TV commercial, that can be based from your radio, that can be based from your digital advertising, or that can even be based on from your print. Got it. I think there's a lot of mortgage brokers out there scared to advertise yep. because they've nothing's working right now. Like like literally, they used to be able to send out letters for refis. They used to get you know um, there's there's all kinds of stuff. They used to have telemarketing campaigns. They would spend money on um, on radio commercials, but just things aren't working because it's like the interest rates are higher now. There's you know the the the, the days of the low hanging fruit where you know people would call and all you got to do is lower the rate. You know quarter percent and you're you know you got your your deal those are gone so people are like where do i put my money right now and, and it's scary it's a really scary thing especially when you're PL and you're losing money or you're you know there's a lot of mortgage companies losing money right and and, and a lot of that's because they didn't get into non-qm fast enough they didn't get into you know really knowing where the market was headed and, and just just didn't just didn't plan you know accordingly and um so so is there a way for them to take a little chunk of money and just test it out? Yes. Or would you say 
blo- like take this big chunk of money and just go? What's like the right approach? If you have the money, my recommendation is to go out and go. Like, go big, but pick pick the non-QM space. Pick the place that's growing, the, the area, the sector of this this business that's actually thriving. Right. And most importantly, you got to invest into your business. If you yeah. if you can't invest into the but it's scary because like you don't want to blow that money and then you're like, am I, am I going to go out of business? But here's here's the fact, right? Um, if you're watching this, then you're on the right track right. already. So, so here's the facts, right? Um, mortgage wasn't regulated and then all of a sudden became regulated, yeah. right? Um, it was, it was, yeah, you're right. It was that. A- advertising wasn't regulated. <laughs> the crash, it was so very right, little. So we're talking, we're, we're talking about two different types of industries, right? If I look at the advertising industry and I look at the mortgage industry, right? mortgage industry was regulated, advertising wasn't. And so mortgage can actually piggyback into ads like that. Mm-hmm. Um, aggregate leads, you know, get with lead providers, do affiliate marketing, have all these little mechanisms in place to, to actually rule out and, mm-hmm. you know, get that bottom you know, low hanging fruit. And the fact is, is that all of a sudden advertising starting to get regulated and user data is starting to get regulated. Mm-hmm. And now that puts on another cap. So but right now, Mark, like Facebook, the cost per click or the, the cost of Facebook marketing is so cheap, right? It's underpriced. When you say, like for the, uh, like the I, fact that you can put an ad next to Chase Bank, where like in the in the old days you'd have to put an ad up, you know, a <laughs> billboard, and you'd have to pay th- hun- hundreds, hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars to, yeah. to compete with Chase. Today you can spend a hundred dollars for one day, and you can compete next to the most b- biggest marketing budget on the planet. But you know, for one day, you got it. But here's here's the case of point. Me in in my head, I'm like, well, that's still a lot of money because I know where Facebook, how much Facebook used to cost. Yeah, so, right? it's, it's, so it was way, way cheap. cheap. It, but but it's still, I think it's still a little underpriced comparatively to the old days of marketing. Correct. Like correct. like really expensive TV placement, radio placement, um, you know, stuff like that. So so here's what I would say, if you have. Again, if you have the right amount of, uh, of capital to invest into a, a, a decent website, maybe even a, a single landing page, you got some Google ads going, you got some uh, Facebook ads going, um, and Facebook strictly is your retargeting mechanism, um, you can literally ensure that your cost per lead is low um, and at the same time still get your brand messaging out while pretty much picking up your business growth. And what's important to understand is that, you know, you have to be consistent with this. And what I've always seen with any mortgage professionals is this is not working or they're so old school that they're um, that they're not aligned whatsoever. And mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've generated leads for these national mortgage firms back when I was just a consultant and like their whole their whole team their executive team is not aligned you have guys that are not open-minded and at the same time you have guys that are trying to to find the savior right Mm -hmm. and until those teams can actually reconcile correctly get on the same page and take off Mm -hmm. i don't see their businesses moving forward i see them crumbling because they can't get their internal dynamics fixed right what i do see though is the is the companies that are willing to be open-minded and willing to go with the times Mm -hmm. and not have a generation one website with generation one advertising get Uh, with the times people right go out there and understand that invest in your brand and i mean people are going to borrow hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars from your company you want to look legit you want to look and it's so easy to write like to get a really good website these days is not expensive it's not expensive i mean if so you go spend some money rebrand your website like right. make sure that that the first impression that these more these these borrowers see is something that they're going to want to give their social security number give their w2s their pay stubs their bank statements to trust you right you got to have that like you got to invest in yourself yeah and so most of the sites i see and if we're talking websites hey, they're not even mobile compliant like we don't yeah. you don't you even make get sure right. your website's mobile compliant right <laughs> so it's it's funny you're getting pinged and you don't even know that google's pinging you don't even know that that any of the other search engines are pinging you because you're just you're looking bad yeah um so this is why the big guys that understand tech that's why they're winning uh, against our industry right now. How much would you say, how important would it be for, say, someone who had, like, American financial 
innovators.com like maybe that was their mortgage company name dumb name sorry i don't know if anyone's name that is but <laughs> but, but what if that's your name how important would it be to go it go over to GoDaddy and buy like another name that has maybe like you know non-q not non-q but like um stated income or you know some other name that's sort of catchy to like create a landing page right. like i know we didn't talk about that i don't know how much time we have but is that something that someone should take that not only have their own website but also have like a landing page that's not necessarily the name of their company maybe they have their brand or uh you know on that page but it's like yeah, have a quickloans.com right. right to go find like a catchy phrase and and try to put some money into that versus just to put money into their brand like, is there is there a better way to do it, or is so chicken or the egg, right? Right. Um, they're the best way for me. If I well, need, I guess to, if you have a crappy I, name, right? If you have a kind of a, if a, you have a bad reputation, if you have a crappy name and you have a crappy site, do and yourself it's not a favor. Necessarily crappy. Maybe in the back of your head, you know, you've had this for twenty years. You know, it's like it's it's got dust on it, and you're like, I don't I don't want to go through the hassle of like rebranding and re like changing my licenses, and you know, you, there's I, so I, much I, crap you, you, you have to go you have through. To do, yeah. So. Yeah. So what I'm saying is maybe someone could go buy a .com right. and then use that for their marketing and give it a refreshed look, get like a landing page. Right. And then, you know, still keep their, their company's, you know, you know, old brand, you know, maybe get a new new website for that too. But instead of going through a whole name change, right, like maybe do like a landing page that's more updated or something. I, I definitely agree. Um, and I don't think you have to fake the funk. There's a lot of people that don't have performing performing website spaces whatsoever. Right. Um, a quick win to, to remedy any of your, your hardships, right? Get a landing page, they're super cheap. Um, you could find a content management system that builds landing pages for no more than $99 a month, mm-hmm. right? And you could place in $500 and I guarantee you that's gonna get you enough leads to fit, to, to fill in all those mortgage loan officers that are saying, hey, listen, you hired me, yeah. I'm supposed to close, but I don't have no leads to close, what's going on? And you're, you're trying to blame them because they're not hunting, right. but in fact, they probably are hunting. It's right. just they're not they're not with the times themselves because you haven't been able to adopt towards the times. Yeah. This is really important to understand because these big companies, they pride themselves on inbound marketing and that's what I'm known to do. So if you're able to do inbound, right? Right. With a small budget, you can still leverage your local area. You can mm-hmm. still get these guys into the shop. You can still close them. And you can still provide them that localized service and still be about the community, most importantly. Um, so I, it is it is imperative that you invest into it. If you don't, I you're just wasting your time in the space. You're, you're just going to die out. Like, should, so should you also go on to Yelp or to like, um, what's the one with Google where it's like Google places and things like that? Like, should they, up, should everyone update all that stuff too? Like you make sure that you're, you're up to date on Apple maps, make sure you're up to date on Google maps, make sure you're, you know, is that, I mean, that's, that's yeah. pretty, right. If, if you're going for the local play, um, and the marketing people that are probably listening to this, cause there's always some marketing guy or mm-hmm. some kid. It's like, I'm picking this guy's brain. Finally, I will say this, get yourself quality backlinks from quality, um, from quality providers. So this would be like ways, this would be like utilizing, um, backlink providers like Yex spelled Y E X T. They'll, They'll fix everything for you for, for like a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks for for a hundred to two hundred bucks, right? right? Right. And all of a sudden, you're ranking in your local area. You're doing better. Plus, Dude, you'd be surprised how many people <laughs> don't have their crap, their shit updated. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like their yeah. address is wrong, or like something's you're, you're, like they're not in the right location on the map. Or, how did you get my personal <laughs> number? I don't understand. Yeah. Well, it's it's literally rated right here off of off of ways. I didn't know yeah. if you saw that. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you know those little programs, believe it or not, you you don't see them as effective things, but the consumers, they have. This behavior that's called that's called it's called Ropo, right? Research online, mm-hmm. purchase offline, which means they're researching everything that oh, you're yeah. doing online. Right. They're looking at that one star review that your top sales professional, <laughs> your executive got pissed off, got, and got pissed, pissed off, off a borrower, and, yeah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and they're leaving based off of that, right? Or mm-hmm. they're seeing, yeah, here's the history, right? They 
they've upped their management, they've they fixed the things. And so you can have a marketing story, a, a comeback kid story, that's what I like to call them. Mm-hmm. You had absolute terrible reviews in quarter one of 2014. Right. All of a sudden you're now ranking five stars because you've fixed all those little things based off of the feedback of, of the customers, right? Mm-hmm. So this is why you have your customer success teams built in. Right. And because you fixed those, they're, your consumers are looking at that and you're like literally like, hey, listen, we're going to buy into these guys because they're local, they right. fix things, and they're, respo- they're that much more responsive. So I always recommend um, fixing your reputation management and at the same time updating your, your full business directory so that you're just you're streamlining everything and you just look that much more professional. That's good. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, also, what would you say, how important is it for a mortgage broker to just start talking about what they do on social media. Like I, I think more often than not, you know, in your, everyone has a few hundred, you know, maybe 200, 300 friends on, on social media, right? Right. Whether they accepted everyone in their mother's you know, group and their own group and their friends group, like everyone has a somewhat of a friend group, but there's so often that people don't know. I didn't know you did mortgages or I didn't know. Get you, out of here. Yeah. Like, Oh, you do that. Like, and then, on top of that, do they even know that you do bank statement loans? Like, do people? I, I find it so crazy that when I go to these conferences and and I and I and I walk around, even realtors or or loan officers, like they're like, this exists. Like, and even now in 2019, people don't know that you don't need a tax return to get a mortgage, right? Or that you can use, you know, a PL to get a mortgage, or that you can use bank statements, and. So I think we just take it for granted that because we know this stuff that that their group somehow knows it. But if they're not saying what they're doing on a regular basis on their social media, then no one's going to know what they do and they'll never get. But if they're saying it constantly, I mean, is there is there a point where it's annoying? Like, yeah, you know, is it annoying that you're saying like, oh, hey, I got a bank statement loan and this is what it is. And don't use the word non-QM with your with your like with your consumers. Yeah, with your yeah, consumers. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't tell don't them. They don't understand word. what that word Talk means. about all document or, um, you know, not using a tax return or using your bank statements to qualify, using your deposits in your bank. The true way, you know, that we know what your income is, is because we're using we're looking in your bank statements and we're seeing the deposits and then we can qualify you on those deposits. Like, I think it's important, right? to to tell people what you do but how do you do that without being annoying so the way you do that without being annoying is you just come off genuine right so the first thing i would always do is if you can tell the stories if you can place like i just got this person alone maybe you don't have to tell their name but if you can get them to come on and and do a testimonial let's let go of the ego yeah. right the first thing is is let go of the ego be genuine humble yourself on right. on, on social media you don't need these lights you don't and need all this li- crap just, right. just, just get in front of a window get in front of lighting. a window get get your get get your iPhone you know who some of the oldest people i know who are just given a shot they actually do this really well yeah. and the local community goes all all haywire because of it right right but Invite your friends, stay with them, let them know that you're that you're around, let them know what you're doing, let and them know that... And get a little excited, you know? <laughs> no one wants to listen to some. Would you want to have some boring dude going, hey, hey. I have a program, you know? <laughs> Try to get a little more excited, drink yeah. some coffee, and then just, you know, be excited, because it, what is it, um, motion creates emotion, yes. emotion, you know, and you want to get... You got to get the message across, but don't be boring. Don't be a dud. Yeah, don't don't do that. I think so. I I, I can't help but think about um, I can't help but think about this guy in this hat. I, I see him all the time. His first name's Bobby, yeah. and what he talks about, and he's in my circle. Okay, and he talks about he's not he's not in mortgage and he's not in real estate, but he's uh he he sells home insurance, right? Okay. And believe it or not, this guy, he crushes it. Yeah, everyone uh, needs home insurance. Right. So he talks about home insurance and he's like, hey, listen, um, it's like this. We're in this zone. Yeah, it's Earthquake County. And pretty much, uh, you know, my 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 team up there keeps on saying no. But I ended up getting them home, a home, uh, you know, a home Policy. warranty and, yeah. and, and, you know, <laughs> insurance because these are these are my people. Right. Right. And so. Right. I think if you could just do that, and I think if you if you just come off genuine again, like I said before, um, and you're happy about it, and it showcases that you're not doing this just to make money, but you're doing this 
um, for your for your living, of course, but at the same time, you're doing this for the client. And if you could showcase your client, most importantly, in that that testimony or that story. Talk, talk to me about how you could boost. Sorry, I just got this idea. But yeah. so let's say you're doing your Facebook thing. And you're like doing a video and you're going, hey, man, I do mortgages. I didn't know if you knew that about me. I know you're my friend group. Is there a way to boost that oh, yeah. within your group? Yes. Because I know, because you know how Facebook is now. They don't even show your freaking ad to, or not your ad, but your post to all your friends. It's only select few of your friends, right? right. So, so how do you boost it to make sure everyone in your group gets it? So the first thing I would do is make sure that when you invite people into into liking your page, that they actually like your page. Go out there. Right. If you have, if you know you have 400 friends, or if you know you have 1,200 friends. And you only have three likes. Dedicate yourself. <laughs> literally dedicate right. yourself for 30 days saying, I'm going to take an hour window for 30 days. Mm-hmm. Right. Call it the, the, the hour window 30 day challenge, right? Yeah. Go in there and and get every single one of your friends to like you, whether, you, whether they like it or not. So Some you should create your own um, business page. Is right. That what you're saying? So create your own business page. Okay. Get your likes from your Johnny, friends. Johnny's mortgages. You got it. Get all your likes from your network. If you if you have, every, it's pretty easy to make a page, right? Yeah, it is, and most people take you what, three minutes. Maybe you carry like one, two, or three emails, right? Yeah. So I would just take all those emails that you've had that you've accumulated over your career span. Place them all into one page. Right. Right. Create your page based off of that email um, out, of, out of your master yeah. email That's list. That's a great idea. Right. Yeah. Get everybody to like the page. Right. Um, and really get everybody to like the page. And then from there. Be consistent. Be do consistent. one a day or how many is too much? Yeah. Some guys, if you're me and, and you understand the value of it, um, then you're testing. I have posts. a friend that does. I hope he's not watching this. But one post every three minutes it's too much <laughs> it's way too much yeah so facebook is weird because it actually rewards people who post about seven seven times a day seven times a day i would think that would it's be hard. too much it's hard it's too but much should they be should this should for, be short and sweet right right but for our industry it's it's unique because you you run out of content that way so you have to figure out okay what's what's the edges right so right. can i talk about just my is it just about what i do as a sales professional or is this something i can talk about my company culture mm-hmm. or can i talk about the quotes that actually inspire me mm-hmm. can i talk about the things that actually you know that that make us unique and at the same time where our company Don't wants to ramble go. on though just just yeah. get to the point next video next yeah right and you so, got to be doing something and you got to yeah. be consistent and you have to be yeah um and unfortunately unlike uh e-commerce right where you, if you have a, a product and you can easily sell it and you can you can put people into a drawing or to a prize winning right mm-hmm. um there's rules against that in the mortgage <laughs> industry right mm-hmm. yeah um so uh the the quick win here is that when you boost uh you know one of your posts that you have and facebook will let you know hey boost this post for five dollars get it seen by like 2100 people mm-hmm. boost it boost it spend five bucks spend five bucks place it in front of and then should you do call the actions though on the videos or 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 you have to, yeah. Right? You, gotta, you, 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 gotta, if, you can call me my number seven two four. You know whatever it is. Hey, this is Bobby Stokes. Go ahead, give me a call eight hundred. Right. Yeah. You should say it, and then you boost it for right. five bucks. Right. And then maybe twenty one hundred people see it, and you get a call, and, and you, you spend five bucks, and that's a five dollar lead. And not just that, you can place this in front of your network, right? right? The right. people that have liked your page already. So now you're in front of all your friends all over again, right? Um, and then you can also go in front of the. And what I do, what I've known to do in real estate is I go after the friends, uh, friends of friends who like my business page, right? So is that a feature in the? It's a okay. feature. You gotta look um, for it. And or Google it. Say, how do I find my friends of friends? Right? Friends of friends who like my business page. Just Google, remember that. Put those into Google, and it'll walk you. Through. If you have an open house, and let's say I, I know this works for realtors, and the reason why is. The people who usually like the realtors are the people that bought into the realtor. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, now it's the realtors network, right? So now mm-hmm. it's the network. Like, and it's showcasing that my friend my friend likes this agent. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I'm like, all right, maybe I should be checking what this agent's doing. Or maybe I should be looking what this mortgage loan officer is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, I'm... I'm, I'm now in front of them. Make a video and then boost it just to real estate agents? You got it. Oh, 
it's so much crazy stuff you can do. <laughs> there's, there's so much. You, you don't can have do. enough time to get there's through all this. There's not enough time, but you can do it all. I guarantee you. So, so you can make a video saying, hi, my name is John Maddox. I'm a mortgage person. I know you don't want to watch this right now because you probably have your guy or your girl that you spent send your loans to. But I've got a product that you need to know about. It's a bank statement loan. It's You don't even have to use tax returns. Yep. I want you to call me and run it. Run your buyers by me. I'll let you know if we can do it or not. Boom. Boost. And, and you're, you're in front of every single local agent. And if you're in California, you know how many agents that's. So, There's a million agents. If you, if, if you need the database of every real estate agent within the within the nation, give me a call. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm being serious. <laughs> <laughs> I carry a large data sets like that, but wow. doesn't mean I utilize them, right? So there, there's there's a good way to do marketing. There's there's a bad way and. Um, well, all right, and I always like to ask my guests, what is your favorite failure? My favorite failure. Uh, oh gosh. There's just something that stands out where you're like, man, that sucked, but I learned this from it. Home base is my favorite failure. Um, this is really important to understand because um, I felt like I was I was doing everything right as a as a as a marketer, and, mm-hmm. and no matter what, it wasn't good enough in the face of of the people who who ran that company. Mm. But in reality, um, what I, where I was filling at was uh, the ability to effectively communicate top line level decisions. And that failure ultimately led me to say, you know what, just be short and sweet, get to the get to the point, and don't be so super nerd anymore, Vic, right? Because mm-hmm. I've been a nerd my whole life. <laughs> so- um, Revenge of the nerds. Right, so as soon as, as soon as I let that place go, is as soon as my, like I said, like my value just, it just streamlined up. And I was able to just go out to, to most business owners, um, had, like two consulting businesses, one that I created with Chris and then one I created for my significant other and that those businesses those businesses ended up doing extremely well. Because awesome. now I could talk to those big guys, right? And right. easily just say, This is what it's gonna be, this is how much it's gonna cost, and this is what it's this is how it's gonna perform for you. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I'm I'm I think we're out of time, but I think it's really important to say that in this day and age, you can learn how to do anything if you just Google it. Or go on YouTube and ask how to do it. Like anything from hacks to building skateboard ramp, you know, <laughs> yeah. for your son, like I just did. Or like learning how to market on Facebook. There's so much information online. You can go out and find it. You can call Vic. You can reach out to us. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to add, Vic? Consistency is key. And and just making enjoy, enjoyable content is key. So, so long you can do those things and have fun, um, you, you'll be okay. That's awesome. Thanks thanks for having me here. Thanks for being on. See you guys next time. (laughs) Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you guys are looking for more content like this, we have a Fun Loans YouTube channel where we give away more tips, secrets, and origination ideas. You can also email us at info at funloans.com. And if you've made it this far, I think it's safe to say you like our content. So please subscribe, share, and send us your scenarios. Let's Fun Loans together.